Welcome, supporters, and a week later, those who haven't yet, to another episode of the Q&A uh, bonus episode of TWBD. That's right, there will be Dungeons questions and answers. You guys submit them, we answer them, and they are lovingly curated by our own Kristen Ashton, who takes them all, puts them in a big lump, and then we make sense of it all and answer your questions. If you want your questions to be featured on the show, it's simple and easy. Go to the website, there will be Dungeons. Right there below the main information is a big form. You put in your name and your question. And that's it. That's all you have to do. Hit submit. You don't even have to bother with an email or any of that. Just do it right on the site. There will be dungeons.com. Go there today. All right. Let's jump right into it. We got a bunch of questions. Kristen has them. Kristen, take us away. All right. Well, I'm going to start us off with a fun one that came in that, again, starts with just for fun in a death match between our four main heroes. Nothing in squirts can join, too, if they like. Who comes out victorious? And what does the battle look like? Mm. I, I mean, I think it's Nash, probably. I, so the thought is, the thought behind my answer is Bo has been very generous with some very OP abilities and items, and uh, most of those don't exist anymore. They, they're gone or diminished in some way. But Nash remains undiminished, and so I think he's probably the most OP member of the party at the moment. Yeah, if, you were, if we were all just in a, a room... And something popped off, and all the characters just kind of chaotically launched everything. You know, like that. What's that? There's a game where you you can just set up armies and see how they do against each other. That battle simulator, I think it's called Tabs. Anyway, yeah. if you've never seen that, you can say, "All right, well, what if it's 500 little dudes with spears against 20 elephants?" And then you just let them go at it and see how it ends up. <laughs> and I used to do custom maps like this in StarCraft all the time. I used to love doing this, um, and it was fun just to see what would win. If you had a room like that. And we were all just like to whatever devices we have and just go for it. Unless Hope has her bazooka in there, it's probably me just because I can make a big fiery mess in there. Probably. I disagree. Oh, all right. <laughs> yes. all right. I believe that Stanley would mind control Varel, win the fight with points to Varel, and then Varel would banish himself uh, to wander the desert forever because of the shame. <laughs> not a bad idea done you know i was hoping for some some contest between uh just as a f- fun side fact the end of the kirvalon dungeon tried to engineer a potential conflict between party members but uh they stuck together and now they're in sigil because of it oh yeah i was gonna so so you had you hoped for that that there would have been dissent and then a well, I, I gave you a premonition that uh, some people would decide not to save the world and mm. to just go to another world, right? Yeah. But it was a different version of the future, but I was trying to sow the seeds of doubt for the story and make it that way. But everyone's like, no, but cool. We all commit suicide. It's great. Yeah. We saved the world. That's good enough for heroes. And uh, I mean, you're better for it. One but for all, all for fact, one, right? It, Everybody. It could have been a, it could have been a fight. Could have been. Fun we can dream about it. Well, maybe one day in the future there will be a severely dramatic episode with betrayal and PvP. Ooh, maybe. Nice. I mean, well, we've gotten into it a little bit. Varel tried to kill Diantalus once. Yeah. Yeah, but Diantalus, even though you were playing him, was clearly a third party. Was clearly a bad actor, right? And you did a. The only sad part about Diantalus not being here is you're no longer here to perform him because you did great at it. Mm, yeah. And, uh, yeah. But he sort of doesn't count. I don't know. 
who knows? Maybe we'll have another dream. You'll find another worm, and instead of having a, a giant uh, love-making session, you'll have a PvP session and see how everyone... <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of our own personal lore, uh, D&D lore, I uh, love the show. I've been through with me through a very critical time in my life, and I'll always look back on it happily for sure. My question is for Bo. This is my first exposure to D&D, and I'm wondering where D&D lore ends and the campaign's lore begins. For example, I imagine the Weir is a well-established place available to all D&D campaigns. Maybe? Is Katobal Praith canonical? And what about dragons? Is Sigil your creation? Uh, so the reverse. The Weir is a something that doesn't exist in any D&D campaign books, as far as I know. Although, the Far Realm, which it's been alluded to that the Weir is a part of, definitely does exist. But the Weir and its people, including Katobal Praith, is exclusive to this campaign uh sigil and the planes of existence are available to all dms i recommend i think there's a an older book second edition depending you're new to DD, so probably don't start with this book but <laughs> a lot of the ideas come from the manual of the planes which is a second edition book as well as uh, i'm using planescape if you've heard of the video game planescape torment that is a DD game based on you know, that campaign setting like Dragonlance or Forgotten Realms in D&D. And I am, those books are great. They are beautiful to read. Uh, they've aged really well, I find. And um, that's where I'm getting. The going to the interdimensional world wasn't a part of the plan. But now that we're here, I've had to rely on, you know, uh, TSR material to help supplement, to help my time because I can come up with my world, but I can't come up with all the pantheon and all the factions and all the things. So it's been very helpful to have that. And um, so we, you can kind of fit the way D and D cosmology works is that the, the normal world where the people that you play are from are part of these worlds called the, from the prime material plane. And it's a multiverse. So they're just like the way Neil deGrasse Tyson describes sort of these concepts there's this idea that there's this space matter called phlogiston and that's the stuff in between these like disks where universes are. So in theory from Sigil, you can travel to any existing D&D property, any third party property or any original creation that has nothing to do with anything. And that way they're able to like sort of hook in lore that they sell you with also just doing your own thing and it being both okay if that helps so yeah if you're planning on playing for your first time you don't need to know all that just focus on the goblins and the village and the cool stuff that you can think of at that level what, what's cool I, the only thing i would add to this and i think is really cool is uh, and that's the impression i get from this this person if you're not familiar with the world and the universe it's actually kind of hard to tell where your stuff begins and theirs ends or theirs starts and yours ends. And that's great. Like you've, you've been able to figure out how to take our campaign and it's unique bits that are bow creations and weave them in pretty well to the point that if you, if you didn't know any better, you would just assume all this stuff is D and D, you know, and it never stops. Like, you know, when you guys went to the, the M sports library, yeah, which doesn't exist in any content that's, that is made up. <laughs> Uh, and there was a there was a like a blue noodle there monitoring everyone to be quiet. Mm -hmm. like a, yeah, there's no such thing as a noodle person in D and D. You know, like you can still use 
<laughs> you can still use the material, especially with Planescape, because it's a cosmic interdimensional blah, blah, blah. Like, you can literally be like, well, from a planet full of anus people, and they're literally anuses <laughs> that walk around with feet, and that's just what their world's like. Oh. It's like Rick and Morty, basically. Like it, if you were to think Rick and Morty is an original idea, you need to read Planescape, because it's basically rick and morty like multiverse madness like it's this that that stuff's been around for decades but it's just hitting mainstream now in a, in a strange way yeah that's Since awesome you brought it up uh you mentioned that the poster was just going to be a poster at some point like m sports was never supposed to be the primary quest no m sports didn't exist i just thought i, I mean i'm all you guys we've played together for a while you know i'm all about put putting stupid jokes <laughs> in the game <laughs> And putting stupid things in that maybe you'll it'll get your attention, maybe it won't. And I, I just had this joke, like, what if instead of esports, because there's no computers, they had some other kind of esports equivalent? All right, M Sports. And I'm like, I knew it might tweak Kyle because, as you know, Kyle's a, he's a Heroes of the Storm pro and he covers uh, all the, the, the professional goings-ons of how to play the game. And I just thought it would be, it might be up his alley as at least a joke. But no, there was no fighting system when I posted that poster. Then you guys are super interested in it. Then I, then I had to get to work. So beware, making yourself work. Well, then that, it, this, it was so all worth it. It was very fun. So you're saying there's a chance we do get a planet of anus people, is what you're saying? Because that's oh, there, there is a planet of anus people. You just don't know where it is. Well, let's go there. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> let's go there. And can, let's, you find, can you find the great anus in yeah. the, the universe? Let's find space? it. Let's find it. Let's go in there. Let's let's spray him with acid and get the hell out. Thing is, it might never happen because I happen to know John's uh, not favorite thing is inside places, like inside creatures places, like the frog demon. Mm. So I think John would quit if we were like on anus world and it was, you know, inside of an anus, not the outside of an anus. Well, it'd be both. You have indoors, outdoors, (laughs) gas nebulas that hang around. Sure. (laughs) Speaking of Rick and Morty, we did get a question. How is it that you guys are doing a heist quest and no one has said, you son of a bitch, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) But sends their love. Uh, but for a, a bigger question we can answer, do any of you also enjoy a more rigidly understood tabletop experience where things align more with D&D or other tabletop rules with rules as written? So like total strict by the book. Mm. Is that shade? I, I don't it might be, it might be shade. It might be a little shade, but even if it's not shade, uh, I think one of the most important rules in D&D is that the DM gets to make calls that seem like it diverts from the rules. So it's the one rule, like it's basically the proof that there are no absolutes in this game. And I I don't want it any other way. I don't want a game that is just 100% by the math or else we wouldn't get to do some of of the really creative stuff we do. Uh, So yeah, like for me anyway, I I want that. I want the, I want a DM to have the, discretion and if they wants to go if you get a dm who wants to go just straight down the line and never deviate from a rule or whatever great if you don't whatever it's still the dm's discretion yeah it's kind of about just about are you having fun because if if they wanted they could write every contingency into a spell they could say and in this situation here's what you do and in this situation here's what you do and here's what acid does to wood and (laughs) they could go down the list and explain all of it and I think they intentionally leave that ambiguous because one, they can, um, and two, because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about you sitting down and 
telling a story. You know, I I don't believe D&D is players versus a DM or DM versus players. We're all sitting down to tell an adventure and to tell a tale and to have a good time. And, you know, I feel like for me, if somebody was just going to sit down and go, rules is written uh, and that's it. I mean, for one, you're going to bump into places where that doesn't work. And for two, I just don't think it's it's going to be missing something. Yeah, I think unless you're you're delving into board games, right? And I've I've done Call of Cthulhu. The there's the card game, and then there's the board game. It's it's changed since I've played it, but those were really the only two times where the buy the book rules were really kind of worth it to get through because the gameplay and the story itself was really fun. Once you basically spent two months learning how to play the game. Yeah, and don't forget, even board games, I mean, video games definitely do this, but even board games will have, um, you know, alternatives in there for some rules. Like yeah. they say, you can play this this particular way. If there are four of you, you might find it's more fun if you do this. Or, you know, th- those exist in, in, in those rule sets as well. So even when you're rigid, they all give you a little bit of an out. In this particular case, it's, it's a real fluid approach. And I think it's designed that way. And... 5e maybe more than any of it because 5e is like way less but not stringent it's not the word i'm looking for but there's way less like hard hard corners you have to take on everything and i'd much rather have Bo tell us what's allowed than have him be told what's allowed and then have him just be the conveyor of the rules that's dumb like that's boring i mean yeah and uh, again the context of the question i think is important too because um, you know, if it's just a matter of criticism, you know, I do miss triggers. Like there's, so stuff is left ambiguous in the rules. So that might mean it's up to the, whoever's DMing and how good they know things and not everyone's good at knowing stuff. That's just reality. It shouldn't prevent anyone from playing. So they're going to make those mistakes. Right. We all are going to, nobody's uh, omnipotent in that way. But, um, if it's just like missing triggers, rolling wrong dice, like I miss triggers and miss status effects all the time. And that just might be my quality level as a DM, you know, <laughs> like that's that's how good I am. So I don't know if that's also part of it, but uh, yeah, and know, that can, everyone that, everyone's fallible who plays. Yeah. And that can also get into the discussion of how your table is set up, right? Because everybody enjoys a different type of gameplay experience. And in order to have a great D&D experience, I think a big part of it is that the whole group agrees on just how into the rules everyone is going to get. Right. And mm-hmm. once, as long as everybody's on the same page, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So, do you want a more stringent DM? I think that was part of the question. No. Too. Or would you enjoy a more stringent DM game? No. I wouldn't. No. I, th- I would say for me, it depends on which fantasy world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to try games set in different worlds. Yeah. If we were doing but some I'd cyber. I like more storytelling versus rules. Yeah. If there, if we were in like cyber, a cyberpunk thing or literally a cyberpunk uh, campaign, yeah. may, I may want that world to be more adherent to that. I feel like fantasy. Oh, yeah. Get away that, with that, the whole manual too. Like if I ever run a cyberpunk game, I want to kill the party as viciously as possible. Oh, nice. And be all rule stringent and exacting. There's like an excitement that's around that game with uh, that's masochistic or sadistic. Yeah. Anyways, one of those. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, games aren't perfect. I think board games are perfect, and I think that's why we're not playing board games for for your entertainment. But D and D, like, I just think yeah. that the distinguishing factor is there are board games. There are there is magic. There is war gaming. 
determining a victor is an exacting thing. Like the NFL spends tons of money to make sure, you know, they go back to the replay and make sure, you know, they have refs mm-hmm. and try and make sure the result is the most truest result of the contest. D&D is not a contest the way board games, even cooperative ones are, where it's like all stringent on the rules, even with house rules. D&D can, it's just a spectrum from wargaming to just straight up improv. Mm-hmm. And you find a balance in the middle. Yeah. And then Kyle, you were the only one who didn't weigh in on. Uh, if yes. you have an opinion, <laughs> I, I mean, like you said, it, original D and D was very martial, so it was martial classes with very few spells versus evil spellcasters. And in that way, a very rules-heavy world works because you've got swords and they have spells. So when the DM makes a mistake, there's no there's no illusion broken because it's all magic for them. When the players get the spells, things are just going to be messy because no one's going to be on the same execution level. You're, you're going to have new players, old players. The DM is supposed to just see it through. So I think we have exactly the style of DMing that matches our style. Like today, I got to fall through that grading when that was a movement action. I should have been able to do that, but darn it, it was more fun to get that process underway mm-hmm. yeah, i agree yeah yeah that, that was a stretch for sure but we wrap it up under the movement sometimes you gotta what is it uh, that judge judy says i don't remember she says get out of my courtroom you pieces of shit usually <laughs> usually it's not about figuring out who's right it's like that that um dirty justice or close enough justice right because you know he said she said blah 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 you just get the gist of what's right and you go that direction. Yeah. And some people don't like that stuff. They hear that and they think that's unfair and unconstitutional and everything else. But well, there's a well, there, there's there's a certain I mean, that's the thing that's a whole thing in law, right? Like mitigating circumstances are real. And mitigating circumstances means all right, this guy stole the bread, so throw him in jail and cut his hands off. That's the law. We don't deviate. Just do it. Cut his hands off. But then you find out well, one guy stole the bread just because he's an a-hole and was going to resell it for more to poorer people. And then we found out the other guy who stole bread was because his family's starving and he's out of options and doesn't know what else to do and he would rather risk this than see his family suffer. Those are not the same cases, right? So you have to make a decision based on those mitigating circumstances. And D&D, from my experience here and when I played it years and years and years ago, is that your time spent in there is full of mitigating circumstances, like constantly, none of them are as you know morally, uh, you know, whatever yeah, is the say, example. It's a pretty I gave, intense but, example you gave of Robin Hood. Yeah, it's a little bit mm-hmm. you know whatever, but 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 the idea is the same. Like you want to be able to have some some leeway because if you're just going letter of the law, you're just all gonna die and it's dumb and it's boring and plus it's it's oppressive and martial like like um, Kyle is a great term for it, and I don't like that like in life in general. So. I like the way this is going much more than that. Awesome. Well, going on with consequences here, consequences of death and personal observation. I'm not sure if you have already fielded this one, but I'm curious if Bo and or the gang have any reservations regarding Hope and Stanley's resurrection. I'm super happy to have everyone back and seemingly unscathed. But after that wild earth-breaking blast, it does sort of reduce the suspense during combat. I personally don't mind that, but I'm curious how the players feel. Uh, I will say Stanley is back. He is not unscathed. I, I, there have been hints 
as to how Stanley views life and how he views his return and suggesting that he may not want to go back to the waste is kind of just the start of it, but he mm. is not the same person who died. And so I, I don't think we've necessarily gotten into all of that, but I, I would say that it definitely had a deep impact on him. Um, the Stanley we have might not have stood in that beam. So, so Dian Talus is alive confirmed. Done. We did it. Oh, Dian Talus is alive. <laughs> he didn't die. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. So he's the. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Wait a second. Hold on a minute. Alive. <laughs> I just did one of those. I'm sorry. Scott. Actually, Dian Talus is fine. He's just in a capsule. If you pay more attention to your sessions, you'd know that he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord alright um, I don't know if any other players had an opinion on, on that whole thing or not there was a question about I, resur- resurrection um, diminishing the, oh. the the tension of death well see we had it was such a double edged sword because when the when the deaths were announced on the show or when that became clear uh, there were a lot of people especially live that day that were just like oh my gosh I don't know what to think of this I don't know if I can deal, deal with this to them this was like you know, um, you know, I can't think of an example. Let's say the Simpsons, Homer, Marge, and Bart have all been killed, and now they have to move on with new people. Like that's—it seems planner. insane, right? It seems—it <laughs> seems like insane. But here's the problem, or here's the—here's the twist. If you hung around to the next episode, you learned, oh, they, we've picked right back up with some rad replacements that are interesting in their own weird way. And I think what happened there is a whole bunch of people really glommed on to the bird and squirts and really became fond of them. I mean, I can say for myself, I just found squirts to be a, one of the most delightful characters I've, we've ever experienced in the game. And I was bummed to think that, well, maybe squirts won't be here forever. So I think then a lot of people were like me and went, oh, man, now, I, I mean, I miss Stanley and Hope, but I don't know. This is pretty good. I don't know if they can do, you know, and so then when it goes back now, now there's that big question of, well, was there ever any, you know, was there ever any danger? It was, was this just a wait until next season to find out if Batman gets out of this cage? Oh, yeah, of course, Batman gets out of the cage. So there wasn't really ever a, a, a real threat. And that's and, and so I can see how people would perceive it that way. But I still think we did all that the best way you could, given what we had. Like, I don't regret any of it. And I, you know. Yeah. I mean, resurrections in the game. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. And also, there's still the demon text on the back of the next. Like, they walked out of a mirror. So, I'm always fine with resurrection as long as there are pretty severe consequences. And we're talking about, like, movies and books that have been thought about and ri- written and rewritten a billion times. But that's that's always how I enjoy resurrection is that it's it's never clean. And it can't ever be clean. Right. A few other mitigating circumstances to vibe off our law talk with respect to their resurrection as well. One is I tried to make it be a subject of effort to have the resurrection take place. There would have been a number of options available in Sigil, and that is factor two. If they had died and were still in Caravalon, still in the Daemon Vold, there's no people around with the resurrection magic. So none of this would have happened. But it just so happens as part of the way everything rolled out, they went into you know, uh, the city 
of doors where all the universes meet and they're probably talented if they've come to this place so there's magic and options everywhere for resurrection so in in heaven in hell and in the worlds between heaven and hell which they find themselves in resurrections in high supply <laughs> that's not to say that if they return to earth and get no scrap with the principal and bite it on the field of battle that you know some bird man is going to come and be like hey would you like to join esports and then i'll resurrect you if you trick the guy like that <laughs> that's not likely to happen out in the real prime material plane so if anyone is listening and they feel a little bit like uh, they kind of trivialized it, even though there was a lot of you know effort to get them resurrected. Keep in mind, they are in the app. They're not in. It's not the afterlife, but they're in what you or I, if we went there, might be like. This is an afterlife world. This place is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. I also, I also think that there's a difference, and I don't want to speak for you, Bo, but as a player, there's a difference between. Well, I made a bad call. I made a bad decision, and my character died because. I took on more than I could, or I did something really stupid, or I made a heroic sacrifice um, in a way where it was just a situation that we happened to be in. Bo created a situation that was very much just like, uh, nope, you're going to die. And I think to have a narrative arc that brings those people back, you know, Stanley and Hope didn't die because we just made a mistake. We, we died because there was a narrative hook that allowed that to happen and i think there being a narrative hook on the other side to allow them to come back from that doesn't really feel like a cheat to me it feels like a okay well this could have stuck it might not have you know it's kind of up to the players so i think there's a difference there um mm. in my mind at least also you guys getting res was the choice of pharrell like it, he pharrell could have been like i i knew some people in the past with squirts and chunks let's move on to the future like oh, that interesting he could have done like anybody could have done that be like yeah i could res them but then i gotta do this m sports thing and i think i just need to lay low i don't know i didn't really like them anyways <laughs> 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 like you know so it took effort it took decision as well so just to chime in on what you said i feel good about it yeah myself i really do because now because i don't know i feel like we got best of both worlds we got to fool around with these new characters in a way that was really interesting and they're not necessarily gone anyway. Um, but also, you know, we, we got to keep the, the key cast together. And I, I don't know. There's, there's, something, there's something tricky about doing that. And I feel like it was pulled off as well as anybody's ever done it. So it was good. Keep in mind, for every person out there who's thought like, oh, this seems, you know, I don't know, a little easy. There are people out there who were genuinely devastated by their deaths. Oh, yeah. More yeah. so than I like, Sometimes they look at me and be like, really? They're just characters. And I'm like, I shouldn't think that way. They're, you know, people, we've been all part of this for two years are really important and it's a, it's a moment. So, you know, I, I was definitely, I underestimated the amount of feeling there would be not from the players, but from, from listeners. To me, it was like the comparison for me was like how I felt during, um, uh, end game uh, during a certain death. It was really hard. Like somebody I'd, I just didn't think would die, died. And I won't mm. get into who in case someone still hasn't seen it, but, um, you know, it's, that's an emotional thing if you're invested in who that is. And, um, that there, there are bound to be people who feel that way about our, our characters, as strange as it may sound to us, to them, it's a very real thing. So mm-hmm. well said, Bo. Well, 
one more question. All right. And what's the first thing each of you will do once you step through that portal back to your world? Um, uh, Nash can take a big old shit right in the floor and say, hey, look at this, Stanley. No, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> the one person who's got probably the most legit reason to go back, he's got a wife, he's got a kid on the right? way. And he's like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really mean that. Um, I probably, boy, what will Nash do? I probably do want to say, oh my gosh, I'm back. That means that this family is still here. I'd, that'd be the first priority. So I'd want to go find out where they're at and how's it going. For sure. How about you guys? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if Stanley's going back. Oh, that's right. He likes it here. Remember that? That whole thing with him liking it here? I mean, it's, we come from a horrible place and, uh, we're we're in a place of infinite possibilities. Um, he probably will. Um, his friends have made good case for him going back, and he probably wants to see them succeed. He's definitely not happy about having a death mark, but um, yeah, he's he's been happy in Sigil. I mean, you still have to kill the principal. Well. That's true, but okay, so we're talking about if anything could happen coming through the portal, Hope would have ascended to godhood, and she'd be glowing, <laughs> and she'd come in and she'd kill everyone she hates and spread her empire across the land. So the plan is to after. get power in, in the Outlands <laughs> and, and then return and fulfill the thing. And be Well, gods can't fun. stay in Sigil, correct? That's right. <laughs> That's true, but they can, you know, do many, great many other things. Only in Sigil is their power diminished. Hey, Bo, I got a question for you that's like not related to any of these, but it just made me think of it. We're talking about gods okay. and who can be stay in Sigil and all that. Sure. If if the Lady of Pain, okay, has there ever been anybody who who as a DM can just can and, and I'll just ask you, can you as DM go? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give her some physical form, and we're going to fight her. She's going to be the final boss before we leave this place. I'm not saying, are you going to do that? I'm saying, can you do that? Like, are there some yes. sacred cows yes. in this game where you're just you're, like, you can't do it? There's no sacred cows. Your campaign is your campaign. Okay. So if you want, um, you know, uh, who's a who's a well-known character in the D&D universe? Uh, I mean, if you, want Matt, if you want Matt Mercer to show up oh. and be the final boss, <laughs> uh, God Matt Mercer, and he's got, uh, I don't know, he's, he juggles and... His attacks are that he juggles at you and hits you with the balls and says, you know, says things like, uh, 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 what is what does McCree say? I was going to do a McCree line. Never mind. It's high, it's high noon. noon. There yeah. you go. Been I mean, you can you can literally do whatever you want. It's just that's where I think tables might break down or, you know, you, hopefully your players can vibe uh, with what you're putting down. So, yeah. Right. Um, there there's no there are no sacred cows. It's your game. Okay, it's your time, and you can do whatever you want. It, it, your players might not like it. They're like, what is it? like, if they feel like perhaps you're not treating with a lot of respect, or I don't know, they're just not digging what you're doing. That can be a problem, but that's for you to discuss in your group and to to settle. Ultimately, most players are like really happy that they know a DM who's going to do that stuff. So it is kind of a buyer's market in that regard. Mm. So you know if if. If you know a bunch of people want to play D anD D, and you're like, I want to play in Dragonlance, and everyone else, some other people want to play in Forgotten Realms, you can kind of make that call, and they can choose to play or not. They should still be happy enjoying the game, but uh, yeah, 
if that answers your question, I think, yeah. like, you know, it's, yeah, there's no sacred cows. You can do whatever you want. So Lady of Pain, uh, boss fight confirmed is what I'm, what I'm hearing. Yeah, okay. that's right. You got it from me. All right. Well done. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Varel didn't answer the question. What's the first thing he's going to do when he gets back? Oh yeah. What are you going to do? I, I want to go check out my kingdom. I mean, either the fight is done or it's continued forever. Like that is glory central. Yeah, what's happening in Razak Fallon? How's everyone's favorite Omnom? Oh, yeah. Pharrell, you fool! You should just kill them! Mm. I uh, gave him that necklace of fireballs, so I'm pretty sure that went extremely well. I tried to make fire from these balls, and nothing (laughs) happened. I threw it away! He immediately put it in his mouth when I handed it to him. I'm sure it went great. I was just holding it there. I get asked about Bok-Bok still. People ask about Bok-Bok a lot. Are we ever going to talk to Bok-Bok bok Bok-Bok's like a divisive one because half of the people miss him. The other half are thinking their ears that they don't have to listen to Goblin anymore. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But either. maybe he's there, yeah. But Varel, Varel wants his kingdom. And I'm sure he'll check out the Golden Sands and see what's going on there too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, and this cool. one's for Bo. Oh, sorry. Are we attempting? No, no. Go ahead. Do one more. Do one more. Okay. Was the first episode of the Sigil arc for me with all the other characters either dead or in Nash's case incapacitated a chance for a solo Varel episode mainly so you could make it up to Kyle for him being stunned out of most of the last arc? <laughs> I like the idea of the DM using an opportunity story-wise to reward makeup to players who didn't necessarily get to contribute as much previously. I mean, there's no plans for that, but it is a great idea. In fact, if you think of this, what we're doing here is like a comic book series. I would definitely want to do a limited run for each of the characters uh, in the story. So I'm picturing the panels now of Varel, kind of like reminiscent of maybe some of the great, uh, there's a series um, that Todd McFarlane did, the Spider-Man one, and there's some liz- there's a lizard men or the lizard arc in it. Oh, right. The lizard them? story. Lizard he was called the, it was just called the lizard, but, I think. The lizard, yeah, but there's some great panels in that comic, and I kind of picture like this sort of dark cave and, and dripping ooze, and Varel fighting hordes of something dark and disgusting, trying to find his way out. It'd be perfect. That sounds awesome. I would love that. All right, well, that's uh, I guess that's our questions. Uh, we have a couple more. We'll hang on to them for uh, next time. Also, here's the thing: we really want to flood our deal with your questions, so go over there. There will be dungeons.com, and just. Go to the form. It's right there. You don't have to click to go anywhere else. Go to the site. There's the form. Fill it out. Send us your questions. It could be anything as you heard these kind of questions or comments today. We'll take them. Even if you just have a compliment, we'll read those. Uh, If you have a complaint, if you're like, ah, Stanley's too mean to Nash. Well, let us know. What you think of that? No bias. It's not not true. It's not true. but 100% as mean as Nash deserves. (laughs) As mean as he needs to be. Uh, yeah, so whatever it is on your mind, we'd love to hear it. That again is there will be dungeons.com. Um, and you also find all our, our uh, Twitter accounts and that other stuff. We're always open to chat with you during the week. So please reach out and let us know you're listening to the show. That will do it for us and this month's uh, bonus episode. We'll be back next time with another one of these. And if you are getting this a week late, shame, not shame on you, but you know, hey, head on over to the site. There will be dungeons.com. Sign up and then you get it a week early like all these cool people are getting it. Yeah, that's right. The cool people. I called them that. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. For me, for Kyle, for Kristen, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next time. She says, get out of my courtroom, you pieces of shit.